0: Pop Culture Leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop Culture Leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop Culture Leftovers typically has a long runtime as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cockfistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest. If you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy.
1: Episode 149. There's already like 7 million podcasts. Talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall brat. But it's all been done before. We don't wanna be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids.
2: It's a trap
1: toss it, good to taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean and race it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture, spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture, and Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, Leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two,
3: one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, just the two of us this week, Jake. Yeah, wow. Everybody
2: bailed. It's so empty in this room. Everybody Christian bailed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what came, does that mean? They're like ah. knocking over like lights and like yelling at people. <laughs> yelling at stagehands. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see here. Yeah. No Jay. Uh, no Frank this week. Although we are recording in Frank's house.
2: Yeah, there might be a, a like a guest appearance by Frank. I got to assume that could possibly happen, right? Yeah, he might come down here and say hi. Just, you'll hear a burp. Yeah, belts. Know that, know that was Frank.
3: Might hear the, the wails from Destiny (laughs) off in another room. (laughs) Wow, that's gonna be creepy. Yeah, and we haven't done just one of these, uh, me and uh, Jake episodes in a while.
2: No, it's been a long time. (laughs) We
3: we always try to get somebody else on here. (laughs) Yeah, so me and you don't have to carry each other the whole fucking time. (laughs) Exactly. We gotta keep the conversation going and it's hard. It's hard without a third.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't get to play any Hearthstone during the recording. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> no tapping on my Simpsons down. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to finally watch the movie. High hopes. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm telling you right now, I, my expectations are very high. Mine are, too. And Mine f- are very high. I feel like that, that will play into my rating. Absolutely. It's got to. I mean,
3: you know, it's got a great director, though. I mean, David Ayer is fantastic. I mean... The cast, I, you can't beat this cast.
2: Um, I mean, I mean that's my expectations though. I mean, if it if it's just fine, uh-huh. I'm going to be disappointed. No,
3: agreed, agreed. This has got to knock out of the park.
2: Yeah, you know, DC I'm, needs it too. Yeah,
3: I mean, if this doesn't get like, I, honestly, like if it doesn't get a Tupperware in a in a way, it's a failure.
2: I agree. That's that's exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's a DC movie, so I, I feel like this is the first comic book movie that had a chance of being a Tupperware party in a long time. Yeah. Agreed. So.
3: Speaking of Suicide Squad, we've got uh, this month's uh, one-up box, which yes. we're going to have you open here. It's the uh, Suicide Squad edition, so I can't <laughs> wait to see all these knockoff Suicide Squad products.
2: <laughs> I've actually been excited for this one. The last two boxes have both had Funko Pops that were completely useless to me, and this one promises a Funko Pop. Yeah. The only Suicide Squad Funko Pop I bought was the Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. so as long as I'm not looking at A do Harley Quinn, which wouldn't be the worst thing, I guess, because I leave him in the box, so I'd have one to open.
3: This one's going to be called Quarley Hinn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, so let's see what we got going on. This week's episode is brought to you by One Up Box. That's Uh, right, One Up Box. All right, right off the bat, we've got a Joker Funko Pop, but it is not... The Suicide Squad Joker. How? It's what is it up at the top? It's, it's got- the Batman Arkham Asylum from the video game. Oh come Joker. on, that sucks. That does suck. That's kind of disappointing. No,
3: I wanted the little damage tattoo above his head on his little forehead there.
2: I agree. I agree. I mean, I guess I don't have this one yet, and this this is a better pop than what was in the last two boxes. Okay, so I'll give it that. Let's let's go right to the shirt. Let's see the, the shirt here. It looks like. Mario dressed up like the Joker with the other characters as like marionettes.
3: And they're also Suicide Squad members. Are they? Yeah, Deadshot is Luigi. Oh, okay. Okay, and you're, you're right. I can't. If you could turn it over this way so I can see the rest of it. Let me see. Yeah, it looks like um, Princess Peach is uh, Harley. She's got the bat. And Bowser, is he Killer Kronk? I can't tell. Okay,
2: sure. That That would make the most sense, I guess. All right, so yeah, what a yeah. what a wonderful shirt. Yeah, it good times, man. <laughs> looks like we have a. Uh, it's not even in a like a manufactured bag. It looks like it's a air freshener, <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even know what that. It's
3: Deadshot. Oh, is it? It's the look at the eye. The, the okay, eye, the red eye piece. That's Deadshot. It's a
2: knockoff Deadshot air freshener. <laughs> it looks like a Pokeball. It does look like a Pokeball. <laughs> wow, what else do we got in here? We've got the button, which is uh, it looks like a panda bear and a chicken (laughs) i don't know what's going on there either uh july 2016 squad this makes no sense (laughs) oh don't throw the button i still want it (laughs) and we got a poster which is uh oh perfect suicide squad poster it's a groot and baby rocket that's a great actually it's a cool picture it is a cool picture but it has nothing to do with suicide squad yeah maybe they're the newest members (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so wow. Weird. Wow. Okay. Okay. Sadly this is probably the best box we've got so far though. Sadly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Gar- man, we, our listeners need to be guardians of their wallet when they think about subscribing to this. <laughs> Speaking of guardians of the galaxy. No, yeah, if you want to subscribe to One Up Box, go to one upbox.com, use the uh code POPCULTURE, and that will get you uh your first box for nine dollars and ninety two cents. After that each box is $13. So So cancel right away after your first box. right away after the first box cuz after that first box we don't give a shit as long as we get paid. All right. <laughs> wow. I was let down by that. Yeah. I'm re- I'm ready for them to to fire us.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for that. For the day that they let us go, yeah, I can't. Me too. I can't wait for that email. Yeah, I can't. I can't either. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to read it on the show. You should send them the timestamp for when we talk about this box. <laughs> yes, tell them to give it a listen and <laughs> <laughs> see, see how that elicit a response. Poke the bear. <laughs> uh,
3: all right. Speaking of uh, people that don't like us, uh, let's move on to iTunes reviews this week. As soon as I can, here, we go.
1: If it's one star five, we don't give a fuck, cause we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, crystal do watch, and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work.
3: Yada, yada, blah, blah, fuck you too. These are our iTunes Reviews. iTunes Reviews this week. Uh Yeah, man, we had uh two, well, we had uh one and a half good ones, and then we... We had two bad ones. I'm excited about the half Ooh, good one. Oh man. Uh, let's start off with the half good one. It's a four star. Okay. Uh, it's from Hammer Time 26. Frank? I, it's, I don't believe it's Frank. Uh, such an amazing time listening to these guys every week and so laid back with informative reviews and news. Keep the Tupperwares up, boys yeah boys <laughs> yeah
2: boy keep those stars up man give us a fifth star i know what the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give you a four keep up keep up not doing the best <laughs> you guys are
3: amazing when it comes to a four-star podcast <laughs> uh yeah who, like who gets that fifth star from this guy yeah <laughs> mc hammers podcast <laughs> oh just he probably does have one he probably does everybody does <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you want me to save the bad ones? Let's uh, let's intermix them. Let's intermix do a bad them. one, the good one, and the all end right. with a bad one. All right, all right. This next one comes from uh, Huge Pussy seventy nine. Nice. I'm kidding. It comes from Big T Money Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not even 79? No. Right. Big T Money Dog. Uh, the title is Too Vulgar. <laughs> Whoa. From Big T Money Dog? I, I know. You'd think that he'd be able to handle this
2: shit, you know? I mean, if he put out a CD, it would have a parental advisory on it. You'd it's think. Big no, T Money Dog. He could
3: be like Will Smith and like make everything for his fucking kids and shit. Mm. Ugh.
2: I can't. I'm excited.
3: Now, this guy—he's the kind of guy that has kids running. His kids are running around wearing fucking Batman uh, tuxedos and shit. <laughs> All right, I tried to give this podcast a chance with their most recent episode, but five minutes in, they're criticizing people for wanting to get straight to the advertised content. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> their attitudes were very off-putting, and I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. <laughs>
2: That's that's awesome. That's great, isn't it? That's fantastic.
3: He nailed it. (laughs) You got it, man. You got it. You know, you're you're not the kind of listener that we're going for. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I love
3: that review. I, I do, too. That totally describes us. I'm sick of this whole world that we live in, like, where, where everybody just has to pander to everybody, Jake.
2: <laughs> I, I love that he used the word off-putting in his, in his review.
3: <laughs> yeah, we are off-putting. No, I just don't like it that, like, you know you know what I mean? We live in a world where everything's, like, so customer service oriented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, we're doing a podcast. This is just for entertainment. You either like it or you don't. I mean. And you don't pay for it. And you don't pay
2: for it. Like, if you paid for it, then maybe we'd give a fuck.
3: Yeah, exactly. About getting to
2: the advertised content right well
3: we do have patreon patrons yes but they're still going to get the episode free anyway they're getting rewards on top of that
2: and they elect to pay yeah. they, they know what they're getting into exactly
3: and I, I can still ban you for your emails too yeah okay. that's not changing that's not going away <laughs> uh next one comes from <clears throat> this one's a five star all right and it comes from tm cumis and it's titled great banter uh, I was searching for something new to listen to and discovered pop culture leftovers. I find myself laughing quite often when listening and I enjoy the back and forth between the gents as they discuss topics. I highly recommend this podcast. It's very enjoyable. Great, great review, but it's not as fun as the last one. No. Polar opposite. Too. <laughs> Polar
2: opposite. He didn't use the word off-putting. I know.
3: Uh, okay, here we go. This This is the best one. <laughs> I think I've ever read. I'm ever going to read. Oh, man. Ever. Ever. Oh, man. This guy listened to our uh, Ghostbusters review. Okay. And uh, it's from Jay Poole in 85. Okay. It's a one star. Ooh. I, listen, I think this guy would have given us zero stars if, the, it was, if there was an option. Nice. But, but he had to at least give us one, and so we thank you for that. <laughs> That's how the system works. We're the winners today. You had to give us a star, fuckhead. Fucked by the system. <laughs> there is no zero star. I listened to the Ghostbusters and Suicide Squad episode. I didn't agree with most of the host takes, but kept listening until they started making fun of a blind Star Wars character's eyes oh <laughs> whoa <laughs> was that controversial
2: jake a little bit a little bit a little bit do you think so really i think two people were upset Re- who else was upset i don't know no you're guessing I'm guessing yeah this guy and somebody else yeah this guy and someone else
3: really that like 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 that we were making a joke about a fictional character. Like, like we didn't lump in like all blind people.
2: No, I have no problem with any blind people. No, I think normal blind people don't have smelly eyes.
3: Yeah, it was just it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke. Jeez, we were just talking about a fictional character and making a joke. Uh, I work at a school for the. Oh wow, I work at wow, Jake. This is going to make you take a look in the mirror tonight. I work at a school for the blind. At least you have the opportunity to look in a mirror, I guess. Yes, yes. I'm (laughs) fortunate. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I went there. Um, I work at a school for the blind, and the things they said made me stop dead in my tracks. I thought about what the students at the school I work at would have felt to hear those words. I began to cry and had to turn it off.
2: (laughs) 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 oh no (laughs) oh man wow that (laughs) that actually makes me proud
3: (laughs) alright sorry Um, we made a grown man cry we did we made a grown man cry Uh, I I hope the hosts see this review and realize that just because you can say things that are hurtful and untrue doesn't mean you should
2: How does he know? Has he smelled the guy's eye?
3: (laughs) It's a fictional character in the Star Wars universe. We were just making a joke, man. Chill the fuck out. We weren't trying to talk about every blind person out there. And if you think that, there's something wrong
2: with you. Wow. Jeez, this guy got on his high horse about us.
3: Oh, didn't he? Yeah, time to get on my soapbox with my one-star review. Wow. I'm a keyboard warrior. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and in the, the ultimate, like,
2: well, I work at a school for the blind. Boom, mic drop. The gauntlet has been thrown. I'm going to have to look in the mirror. Yeah. And thinking myself on a whole new light. <laughs> Me too. You, you have to accept the responsibility of the words that come out of our mouths. Exactly. It's
3: like it's – <laughs> like, no, honestly, like if I was somebody listening to the show, I really would have thought that the host thought that this blind character in the Star Wars universe had a stinky, milky eye. Mm. I wouldn't have taken it as just like a joke. I would have gone to the extreme and I would have been like, these guys are dead serious and they are marching – they are marching a war against blind people. Agreed. A, bl- a war that they don't
2: even see coming. <laughs> That's why we chose this war. <laughs> yeah. We're not dumb. <laughs> we fight wars we can win. <laughs> oh, that iTunes review killed me. Wow.
3: Yeah, so those are the iTunes reviews this week. Uh, <laughs>
2: that, we
3: made a grown man cry. Wow. He made him stop dead in his tracks.
2: You did not overhype that review. No. That that was possibly our best review we did ever. It. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, like don't be scared like podcast don't need don't need don't be scared of the one stars man every no. once in a while you get a gem like that wow yeah i'm
2: <laughs> speechless from that review
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i stopped dead in my tracks and started to cry i would kill to be able to see that <laughs> He's walking down the hall, yeah. and then just what? Whoa, whoa! And then just weeping. Whoa. <laughs>
3: wow. All right, let's let's see.
1: All right, right.
3: You know what? I don't know what the advertised content is this week, Jake. I don't even know what I'm going
2: to title this episode. Yeah, that's scary. It's just, like, a lot of random news, right? Yeah, we have emails probably built up the wazoo. Yeah, we got a ton of emails. All right.
3: Um, you know, you know, Jake, you know when you get, like... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, I've been in... A, a lot of our listeners know this. I've been in some bad relationships. Yes. I have totally soured on any type of, like, uh, romantic connection with the opposite sex. Okay. I am there. That is, like, my life now. Like, I... I am not looking. I actually, and I realized this, I've realized this for a while now, but like, I really realized it the other day when I'm watching TV, Mm -hmm. I'm watching this show, I won't say what the show is, but it was this couple and they're going to have this wedding and they're going to have this wedding in a castle and they're talking about their magical wedding and shit like that. And as like, they start showing the wedding and they start showing the bride walking down and the grooms there smiling. I literally like vocally am saying, I'm throwing up middle fingers and saying, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I've been married and divorced and it's just like, oh my God, I'm just like watching this and I'm just like, fuck you, fuck relationships. This sucker. Yeah, f- yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, fuck your little magical life, dude. Wait until, wait, five years down the road, 10 years down the road when you settle in, just wait. This woman that you love so much right now, she's going to drive you crazy. She's wow. going to fucking drive you crazy or, or vice versa.
2: Yeah, do you think there's any hope that you'll you'll ever flip on that?
3: Dude, I don't know, dude. I'd have to meet somebody amazing. Yeah. Like
2: amazing. And then like, if you get crushed, you're like ruined forever.
3: No, that's the thing. It's like I have been crushed. Yeah. And that's the thing like I like I came out of like the last one like just destroyed. Yeah. To the point where like I went on a tear of dates. I went out with like close to 30 women within 18 months. Wow. And I was just like burning through women cuz like I was burning through these dates and just because it was just like oh my gosh, like uh I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like this. I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to jump back into th- I don't want to give somebody that power over me in my life again. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. I Jeez.
3: do. Dating in your, th- I, like, so, like, in, like when you're a teenager and like even in your twenties, you're kind of naive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, uh, you're dating people and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, uh, now that I'm older, it's like, yeah, romance is kind of dead.
2: Yeah, and there's so much baggage when you're older, too. True. I mean, you bring it, they're definitely going to bring it. It's, it's a completely different game. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I realized it when I was watching TV and I was throwing up the middle finger and saying, fuck you to this couple getting married. That's hilarious. It's like the most beautiful moment in their life, Jake. <laughs> and here I, here I am on my couch remotely watching this and saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you and your happy little life. You think you could restrain yourself at a real wedding? <laughs> oh, that, that's the fucked up thing. It's like I haven't been to a wedding since like my last breakup. Yeah. But I went to a bunch of weddings before that and like I was happy to be there for my friends and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Part of me part of me would, would want to – I would have to restrain myself because part of – like in my head I'm going to be
2: thinking, oh, fuck this. Fuck yeah. this. This is going to go down in flames real soon. Covering your hand with the other hand. and yeah. giving the middle finger.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like most – don't most marriages like over 50% now end in divorce? Yeah.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. so That's the stat.
3: All right. Yeah. Advertised content. I don't know what it is, but that wasn't it. Uh, I want to thank our Patreon patrons. Uh, I've got a list here pulled up. Um, I also want to talk I, – I got a uh, – Donation today, not on Patreon, but uh, from Tom Kamiski. Mm-hmm. He sent twenty-five bucks. Nice, twenty-five bucks today. No reward, no nothing. He said, "You know what? Uh, there's no two-dollar reward, so I'll just send you twenty-five bucks." Here's two years. Nice. So no, here, yeah, two bucks. Yeah, here's a year. Here's a year through our and, uh, PayPal link on the website. Pa- exactly. Nice. That's exactly what he did. Um, but I want to thank everybody that has donated. Uh, let's see here. Let's give it up for our $30, uh, $30 guys that are going to be co-hosting a new podcast with me, which we should be recording within the next two weeks. Uh, it's going to be called the leftover army podcast. I want to thank, uh, Chris Hohola, Jason Corrington and Joe Martin. Uh, I also want to thank Cody Roberts. He's another $30 guy. He's going to appear on a show with us, a whole show. Ah, cool. Cool. Uh, $20, uh, for the Skype conversation, uh, Tom West and Scott Shooty. Tom doesn't even want to join us. He just wants to donate.
2: Oh, nice.
3: Uh, $10 rewards. These guys are getting their own personalized bumpers. So I'm going to be sending emails out and having you guys send in descriptions, uh, about yourselves. That way I can get a bumper made. Wilderness John has already reached out to me and told me what he wants his bumper to be. Oh, Listen shit. to this guy. Wow. Listen to this guy. Have it your way. Fucking, uh, is that Burger King? Have it your way. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is. Guy. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness John Benjamin Thomas uh, Joseph uh, I can't pronounce dude's last name Joseph You gotta have to tell I've had we've had him on the show like two three times Yeah Yeah Joseph Olivares. Uh, with the O Yeah Yeah Joseph O Brandon McLean Eric Maribel, Greg Alenti, Reese uh, Reese from Liverpool England Neil Talander uh, Matthew Kirby uh, Johan Agro who does all those cool Facebook oh pictures yeah. for us. Uh, the, uh, Cody Shackelford, so those are our $10 guys. $5 guys, Joe Nito, Dan Hopner, Dan Motram, and Michael Cornish. Those guys are going to get uh, shitty portraits made for them. Yeah, Hopner's already been on, so he's like, why donate the 30 bucks? Exactly. <laughs> he's already been on. <laughs> uh, $3 reward, uh, Abu Bakara Ashari, K- Kelly Claiborne, uh, Xavier Archeros, Archeros uh, Eric Wade, Derek Eagle, uh, the $1 donation, uh, I want to thank Aaron Fiala, Rob Sousa, Matt Allen. And then no rewards. These guys just donated uh, just money out of their pocket with no reward. Josh Davis with a dollar. Uh, some dude named Jake. For a dollar, not you. It was not me. Kai Anderson, ten bucks,
2: and Daniel Murphy, ten bucks. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Nice. That's a great list. Recognize pretty much almost all those guys. Yeah, all those guys are pretty active on the uh, community.
3: They are. They are. Um, You know, like that's the thing. Like all you have to do is donate a buck. I don't care. I don't care what. I mean, if you want to be on a show with me, that's cool too. Or you want to join us for Skype, that's cool too. But I mean, if everybody just donated a buck, that would be amazing.
2: Yes, yes. Not going to happen. We probably lost a blind dollar this episode. <laughs> I think, well, they wouldn't be able to access <laughs> yeah, yeah, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Um, <laughs> let's move on this week to uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. Let's do it. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop bad pop mm. this episode sucks right oh yeah a little
2: bit totally yeah you ready for a smoke you want to you want to here
1: in yep, a second let's have a smoke let's
3: get out you know what we'll be right back with- <laughs> <laughs> i'll play a commercial we'll be back with good pop bad pop <laughs> hey did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself you know what you know what i want to do i want to give i'm to give some money hard-earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket.
1: Where can I, where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks.
3: Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash Pop Culture Leftovers. Starting out as simple as $1 a month, we'll thank you on the show. You get us $1 a month. That's $12 a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit aren't you you gotta have more don't you all the time more with you uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me, on a brand new podcast that i'll launch uh this is our masochist reward level you really have to be in order to want to podcast with me so check out all the rewards on patreon.com that's spelled dot ncom forward slash pop culture leftovers some of the rewards are limited not that i'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this patreon all right, hey, welcome back, man. Hey, we're back. <laughs> yeah.
2: What were we doing? Oh, good pop, bad pop. Oh, okay. It's time for
1: more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop.
3: Mm. Oh, good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and/or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system.
1: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
3: Alright, uh, let's see here. Uh, I didn't really do a lot this week. No, me neither. <laughs> to be honest with you, I got a few things that I'm gonna throw out here. Uh, I've been watching, uh, Casual on Hulu. Oh yeah. you were a big fan of that. Love it. It's out, and honestly, I think it's my favorite, I, I guess I can call it a sitcom, it's my favorite sitcom, sitcom that's on right now. Second season, right? Second season, they, nine episodes in, um, I finished the ninth episode today. I love this fucking series. If you are somebody that is in your 30s and you're dating in your 30s, you definitely need to watch this. It is fantastic. I love it. So, hi, Tupperware, man. Nice. Yeah, love it. Uh, next thing I want to talk about Girl Meets World. whoo <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> What? Choked on my coke a little bit there. <laughs>
3: yeah, man. This season has been awesome. The third season, dude. Fucking. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but Lucas makes his choice between Riley and Maya. Whoa! It blew- Which team are you on? Oh my gosh, dude! I don't know. It's like it's hard to say if I'm Team Riley, Team Maya. I've, I guess I'm always kind of been like Team Riley when okay. it comes to those two, but you know, I love Maya. So it's I just don't think that her and Lucas are made for one another. I think they're better as friends. Mm, so deep, I, very deep, deep cut on Girl Meets World. I know. And next week, next week. Mr. Feeney is coming back for the first time, I believe. I don't think I've ever seen him on another episode of Girl Meets World. So, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World comes back.
2: <laughs> Must be time. sweeps week.
3: I, it's got to <laughs> be, man. They've got—they're trying to get these ratings, man. They're trying to get them up. No, I mean he's the fucking voice of Kit the Car, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love it. I can't. I, I can't not love this show. It's Disney weird. Channel is that where that's at? Disney XD or whatever. Okay. The fuck. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Eh, it might be Disney. I don't know. XD is just animation. Yeah, it's the Disney Channel then. Okay. Uh, bah, 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 bah. one more. Uh, I got a couple. I got a few more things I'm going to talk about. But real quick, I watched a special about on DB Cooper. Mm-hmm. You familiar with DB Cooper? No. Back in 1971, it was on uh, History Channel. Back <coughs> in 90, 1971, there was a guy who got onto a uh, commercial flight, and uh, he signed his name uh, Dan Cooper. Okay. And he got on the plane, asked the stewardess to come over. She comes over, and this is a true story, man. He fucking He's he's got a briefcase and he tells her that there's a bomb in the briefcase and he wants two hundred thousand dollars and a uh, and uh, two or three I think he asked for like two or three um, parachutes and uh, five hours later and she did he he said I don't want anybody on the plane to know except for like the pilot I don't want any of the passengers to know ah. so they basically what happens is uh, for five hours the stewardess is like in contact with this DB Cooper guy. And uh, they land somewhere and let all the people off the flight. Basically, tell them, I think there's like problems with the engine or something, something, you know, some problems. There's going to be a layover. They get back in the air and uh, they don't know when he jumped, but he did. He jumped. They gave him the $200,000, the the airline gave him the money. $200,000 in small bills. Wow. And uh, he jumped from the airplane. And nobody knows if he lived or died. Wow, what a crazy crime. 45 years this case has been unsolved. It's the only unsolved air heist in, uh, in history. And, dude, I- I'm telling you, I- I've been, like, ever since I heard about the D.B. Cooper case years ago in Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. I have just been, like, obsessed with it. So when they- I saw a history channel had a show called D.B. Cooper Case Closed, I was like, oh, I got to watch this. It was DB Cooper case closed question mark. And the case closed part is because the, uh, CIA, the government has closed the case on it. They've given oh, it. Oh, they it. didn't actually, that's yeah. kind of misleading. Very misleading. you are like, oh, I'm
2: going to get some answers. Yeah, it
3: was the History Channel's version of clickbait, man. It oh. really was. And I mean, they went over some, they went over some really good suspects and, and they, and they did, they did do their uh, due diligence with like doing interviews. They interviewed the stewardess and she said it's going to be her last interview ever. Um, I, I, th- I thought it was great, but the way they marketed it case closed, I was thinking they've got, they know who the guy is. Oh, so yeah. I would have thought that too.
2: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: yeah. This guy is like a legend though. He's like a folk hero to some people, man. There was even a DB Cooper comic book at one time. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah.
2: What do you got, man? I watched the first episode of that new HBO comedy, The Vice Principals. Have you seen this yet? I haven't
3: watched it yet. I know know that it's out there.
2: There, Yeah, there's only two episodes. I think the third one's tonight. It's Walton Goggins and Danny McBride. Walter Goggins, Danny McBride, um, brief appearance by Bill Murray. Uh, The basic premise is Bill Murray's the school principal, and his wife is dying, so he's forced to retire, and it's a contest between Goggins and Danny McBride over who will be the principal uh-huh. and uh I, i'm gonna give this a solid taste it yeah i um i feel like sitcoms it the first episode you have to set the premise and then you can kind of bring the funny after the premise has right. been set but i really did enjoy i'm not the biggest danny mcbride fan oh, i love him and this is probably the most i've ever enjoyed danny mcbride yeah I, man you didn't like him and this is the end I liked him in "This Is the End," okay, but yeah. you you weren't like an Eastbound and
3: Down guy, not really. Oh, I watched man. the first
2: two seasons and then bailed. God, I love that show. It was it was okay. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't something that I was like yeah. s- like slobbering for or anything. Oh, I loved it, but I, I'm going to keep with this. I'm going to give it a chance. I, I like I said, it's the best. I've it's the most I've enjoyed McBride. Yeah. He, he's playing a real character here. I feel like instead of just kind of what. I feel like he's been kind of going in circles with some of the stuff he's been doing mm-hmm. lately and just kind of doing the same role. Yeah. And and Goggins is excellent. He's a big kiss-ass, swarmy motherfucker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep with this. I'm hoping episode two and on brings the comedy gold now that we've kind of set the premise up. I'll check it out. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm a McBride fan and a Goggins fan, so... Yeah, it might be to your benefit that there's going to be, like, three episodes in the can when you watch it. Yeah, And you're going to watch more than just a pilot. Exactly. So I'll be interested to hear what you think. I'll I'll catch up on it by the time you're ready to talk about it. Nice.
3: I started uh, season three of BoJack Horseman.
2: Oh, nice. I saw that was released this week. Two episodes in. uh, loving First episode
3: was okay. Uh, It was a taste it. And then I'd have to say Tupperware the second episode. It's it's so good. I, I love this show. It's for like an animated series. It's such a dark comedy, man. It's yeah. so fucking
2: good. So I need to watch written. this shit. It's a lot, a lot of people that I like are involved in it. Yeah. And I really need to check it out, especially now hearing these guys are co-writing the next Lego movie and everything. I'd like to kind of see.
3: Yeah, you've got, I mean, you got Patton Oswalt in there. Of course, Will Arnett. I mean, it's got a great cast. I, I love this fucking show. It's so good. That's cool.
2: I will have to check out the BoJack Horseman. What is it, 10 episode seasons? <sighs> Some shit like that? Uh, I can't remember, man. I, I, I honestly can't remember. Something like that. Ten. I can't imagine it's a. It's like 22 episodes. No, 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 it, no,
3: no, no, no. You're looking at maybe 10, 12 episodes. I can't remember. Like half an hour? Yeah, they're, they're like 24 minutes. Nice. Um, I've also been watching a show on Cartoon Network called Decker Cla- Unclassified. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Tim and Eric, and this is the Tim Heidecker vehicle. It uh, stars him and Greg Turkington. And uh, this show is brilliant. If you watch the show and don't understand what he's doing, I I can understand that. But like I watch it and I totally get what he's doing. He's basically, it's an how do how do I say it? It's um he's basically playing an action star and a low budget action star. Like if you remember, like Jeff Speakman from like the the, the late nineties. Okay. He was a he was a low budget action star. Like when you couldn't get like Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme, you'd get Jeff Speakman. Okay. And it's like even Jean-Claude Van Damme and Seagal are not great actors and it sounds like they're reading lines a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And that's what he does here. He does it on purpose. He plays it's a 15 minute comedy. He plays it perfectly. He's he's reading lines. He actually messes up lines. They'll show weird scenes of like he'll walk into like the president's office and they'll be like the president's office is like a physical set. And then behind him, though, it's all CG. And it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's the most bizarre show. Where is this on? Cartoon Network. It's Adult Swim.
2: Okay. And it's live action. It's live action. Okay.
3: Yeah. It's, it's so funny. And it, the, the lines – are he sometimes messes up the lines. The acting is bad on purpose. He does it like these action stars that can't act. There's a time where he, they show him drinking, like, a beer, and you can tell he doesn't even take a swig of the drink. He just puts it to his mouth and puts it down. And it's like they do this, this bad shit on purpose. And I, th- I think it's hilarious. I think I find the humor in what
2: they're trying to do. Yeah, I can see that. I like that kind of thing. Just that yeah. B-movie yeah. for the sake of being a B-movie. Exactly. I can get into that.
3: Like, this guy was, like, the world's action hero, and, like, he saved the world, and, like, nobody knew, about, n- nobody knew of Decker's story. And so now the case... Cases are like closed and they're unclassified. So you've got Greg Turkington telling the story of every, like each adventure every week that this guy, you know, somehow saved the earth from this or that or whatever. It's hilarious. I love it.
2: So that sounds interesting. Uh, do you have anything else? I am. I finally jumped on the uh, Mr. Robot train. I got a free month Amazon Mm -hmm. prime subscription so I can watch season one and then watch season two. I watched the first five episodes this week of season one of Mr. Robot. Um, I'm not – it's not Tupperware for me, mm. but it's high-tasted. And I'm yeah. only five episodes in, and maybe that can change. But I, I've definitely been intrigued. Um, yeah. it's, a real, it's a real heavy show, though. I find, I find myself having a hard time binging it. Right. Like I watched like two episodes, and I was like, okay, I got to take a break. And I watched five episodes myself yeah. and then just for some reason stopped because it was just like, yeah, it is, it is a heavy show. So I plan on keeping with it. I'm re- I really want to kind of see season 2 and by the end of season 2 be able to say what I think about the whole series. Right. So that's about all for me this week.
3: Okay, uh, let's move on to news. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is as fuck yo.
3: It's gangster as fuck, yo. Yeah, it's gangster as fuck.
2: Gangster so as fuck news. Yeah, is there it. gangster as fuck news this week? I don't
3: know. Game of Thrones news.
2: Oh, yeah. That's uh, not very gangster.
3: Yeah, it's gonna end after season 8. It's official. It was confirmed by Entertainment Weekly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're basically getting a, uh, Eighth season that's consisting, what is it? The seventh season's consisting
2: of. It's seven episodes and six episodes, yeah, right? Yeah, seven
3: and six, so, so 13 episodes. I hate that.
2: Yeah, I hate that too. The 10 episode season of Game of Thrones goes by so quick. Yeah, as this is it just is. just going to burn. Yeah. It's just going
3: to burn through seven episodes like it's nobody's
2: business. And then it's like a whole year just for six, six more episodes. episodes. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of brutal. God, and, I,
3: I wish there was at least like a couple hour and a half episodes. In there.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see there being one longer episode. I could see that being a Walking Dead does it. I mean, Walking Dead does it maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. Walking Dead's crap, though. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck you and fuck that. I like Walking Dead. Yeah. I enjoy Walking Dead. And most people do. I I don't hold it to the same regard as Game of Thrones, though. Like, nowhere near. I know. You just said, fuck Walking Dead. You said, I hate Walking
3: Dead. Of course you don't. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I I'm just saying, like... I, I I don't know I don't know where the argument is like I would like an hour and a half Game of Thrones episode here or there.
2: Well, you just said because Walking Dead did it, and I I don't think they're beholden to whatever Walking Dead's doing.
3: No, I'm just saying Walking Dead does it. I'm saying that I'm I'm talking about you no. Know, I think I am right. I think both shows have equal popularity, if not more popularity for Walking Dead.
2: Oh, Walking Dead for sure has more popularity. That's what I'm
3: saying. I'm saying that why can't game of thrones have an hour and a half episode with their they have a rabid fan base as well
2: yeah i think it has to do with production and just how much they're spending on the episodes and just all that goes into it
3: Uh, amc's cheap i get it amc's cheap but like for an hour and a half episode uh, on a six on a seven episode season i don't see the problem when you're used to 10
2: yeah i think they're honestly i think game of thrones is probably running out of material at this point too i think the writers are done with it and just just want to get to their end game as fast as possible at this point.
3: And that's fine, but I don't like that and I would like an hour and a half episode.
2: I, I completely agree. So I agree with I don't, that. I don't care what they want
3: and what I, it's what I want. I want 10 episode seasons. Oh, me too. I I mean if they're going to tell me that we're going to get 20 episodes, I'm happy, but if you're cutting it short by 7 episodes, I'm a little pissed and you can give me an extra half hour here and there.
2: Did you see the on the Walking Dead tip? Did you see the Entertainment Weekly? Photo that came out this week, I thought it was really funny. What was it? With um, all the actors holding the baseball bats, with Negan kneeling in front of them. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I thought it was a really cute picture. Like oh, I thought cool. that was a funny angle to do. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh man, I can't wait. I I really can't wait to figure out, like, I, to find out who he did
2: take out. That that's the one of the best things Walking Dead has done. I think is that cliffhanger. Like it's a really exciting cliffhanger. Yeah,
3: yeah. I hear. I'm hearing that. The rumor is, like, the first 40 minutes of, like, the first show is going to be, like, The Rise of Negan. Yeah. And then we're finally, in the last, like, 15 minutes, going to figure out who he killed. If they
2: were smart, they'd string him along longer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, piss people off more. I mean, because you're going to keep watching anyway.
2: Yeah, no one's going away. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, like, everybody was so pissed off last season
3: because we didn't find out who died. But you know what? You're still coming back. Yeah. You're still coming back.
2: I would string them along longer. Exactly.
3: We're all... I mean, everybody... Like, you gotta get your next fucking hit of, like, heroin, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're coming back. So, whatever. But, yeah, I'm upset. I'm upset about the Game of Thrones news.
2: Yeah, I... I completely agree, yeah. and we have to wait so long. Isn't it like um,
3: we have to wait like it, yeah? Since it's short, it's
2: like a summer show instead of a fall. Uh, instead yeah, of we a, gotta wait like an extra three weeks or something like that. Oh, I, I, I thought it was even longer because oh, traditionally know we start in May, and I think we're not starting until like late June, early July this time. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah,
3: toss that. Sucks. Uh, Rocketeer news. We haven't had yep. we have, yeah. Rocketeer news. Ra- uh, Hollywood Reporter said that the Rocketeer is ready to blast off again. While Disney Studios is developing a reboot of the 1991 action adventure movie, hiring Max Winkler and Matt Spicer to pen the script, which is being titled The Rocketeers. The project, in the early state development stages, is considered a sequel reboot. And, uh, in a modern day twist, uh, will be headlined by a black female character, uh, Brigham Taylor, who produced the jungle book with John Favreau is producing along with Blake Griffin of the NBA's Los Angeles Clippers and Ryan Khalil of the, uh, NFL's Carolina Panthers. Griffin and Khalil are partners in a new venture called new venture called mortal media and approached Taylor with the idea for the reboot. That is weird. Hmm. Blake Griffin two two sports guys. So I don't know that's just weird. That is odd that they they are, you know, involved in this project. The Rocketeer was based on a popular 1980s indie comic by Dave Stevens and like Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark was a loving homage to the serials of the 1930s and 1940s. What do you think about the news of a Rocketeer reboot and the direction that they're taking it in?
2: I like it. I like it a lot. As long as we're keeping it a period piece, to me, that's all the charm of the Rocketeer movie is that it's just such a perfect encapsulation of like the 30s and just like the World's Fair type of atmosphere and everything. As long as we're not bringing it to modern day, I, I'm excited for more Rocketeer.
3: I I love the Rocketeer. I'm a huge fan of the Dave Stevens stuff. I even like the new stuff that Mark Wade was putting out. I oh like, yeah, some of Samney's best work. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's though. It's like it, I don't think, is this anything that Dave Stevens has ever done? The Rocketeer's hard to write, man. Yeah. It's really hard to write. And it was like, I was worried when Mark Wade took over the comic book
2: mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm
3: ah, not going to like this. And I did, I did enjoy it. Um, and they even had crossovers like the Rocketeer and the spirit. Yeah. That was a crossover. That was a kind of cool. Lot. I was picking that up, but it's like, I'm worried about this. Cause I don't even think this is based on anything. I don't even think this character that they're bringing in is based
2: on anything. Yeah. I, I'm still hopeful for it. I still wanna see it. Like I said, as long as I think it's a mistake if we're making it modern times because it's like, you know, we've got a million superhero movies where we're seeing, you know, people flying and, and stuff like that. Yeah. As long as we're, you know, encapsulating like the excitement of it happening when people aren't used to this thing happening. To me that's the, the charm of the Rocket.
3: I like the nineteen thirties stuff too. Um I mean I also like just kinda of like the steampunk look that it the character has, you yeah. know. Yeah. I just don't – I'm I'm kind of worried about the age of the character. Like, that's my biggest concern. It's not that it's, like, going to be headlined by a black female character. Mm-hmm. How old is this character? How old is the character? That's what I want to know.
2: I agree. I mean, I don't think they- – I don't want to follow okay, – If
3: I don't want to follow a child, Jake. No. I don't want this to be – I don't want this to be the the last airbender – where I am the M. Night Shyamalan one, where mm-hmm. I'm following this kid. I w- don't want that to be this movie. It, I don't like movies. I don't think a lot of movies do it well where you follow kids.
2: I agree.
3: I agree. they like, f- few and far between. Stranger Things did it. E.T. did it really well. Goonies. Goonies did it. But like sometimes I don't like to follow kids in movies. That's why I like the original Rocketeer so much. Yeah. So I'm worried about the age of the character, and that's probably it.
2: Yeah, I hear you. I'm I, I'm worried about whether or not they'll even make a dime. I mean, is Rocketeer really going to be a draw for people? It never was. Yeah. I mean, well, it was,
3: I mean, it's now a cult classic just because of, like, because, like, it it did horrible in the theaters. It bombed in the theaters. Yeah. And, like, it didn't become popular until, like,
2: VHS and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I would definitely go see it though. I hope I agree with you though. I don't want to see a kid. I'll wait till the trailers. Yeah. If
3: I get a fucking kid in the trailers, I'm out.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't, I don't see them doing that, but maybe. Uh, they just kind of Disney. Them. So They're who like, knows? Yeah, th- exactly. It's Disney, so it's like they say it's a black female lead, but they don't give an age, yeah. and they, we don't even know an actress yet. And I know this is just all talk right now, but it's like I want an older female character yes if they're going to do this i don't want i don't want to follow
2: a child no Halle berry either oh god stop <laughs> it <laughs> Halle berry is the rocketeer no <laughs> no
3: all right i guess we're moving on to marvel news you're whipping through it i know this there's not a lot this week yeah Marvel news. All right. We learned from Deadline this week that Avengers 3 will be titled Avengers Infinity War and will be a standalone movie with Avengers 4 being left untitled. So we thought that it was originally going to be Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. I think that Disney and Marvel Studios felt like Part 1 and Part 2 movies right now are viewed as cash grabs. They wanted to not do that. Yeah, that shit is played out. Um, do you think that these movies are going to tie in together or do you think Avengers, Are do you think they're going to wrap up the Infinity War and we're going to go on to Avengers 4 being something completely different? Um, I have, I, I have to feel like if they're doing this, I think it feels like with it being one year apart you know, 2000, uh, 2018 and 2019, it feels to me like they might be filming these back-to-back to save money.
2: 100% agree. And if that's the case, then they'll they're definitely going to tie into each other. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to Film two movies back to back and have there be no fucking relation between the between the two. Sure, but yeah, like maybe the Infinity War section is over and we're dealing with whatever the resolution Illuminati? of that is afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Hulk comes back from space. Yeah, at the end of the movie, and we do World War Hulk in yeah. the Avengers movie, or yeah. or who who knows? Yeah, it could be World War Hulk. But I, we're doing something. Yeah. So do you, do you think it'll be, like, another big Marvel event, though? Is it going to be Avengers Secret Wars or something fucking crazy like that for the second movie? Or, mm. I mean, they really like to take the name of oh, a popular comic franchise and plaster it onto these Avengers movies.
3: Well, yeah, and we're going to see that with DC doing that, too. I feel like uh, Justice League Part 1 is going to be Justice League, and then Part 2 might be, like... And Ryan from Comic Slabs, i got to give him credit for this, because he said, you know... Part two is probably going to be Dark Side War.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, they love to do that. I wonder what big comic event we're going to plaster on to the name of the second episode. Yeah,
3: Avengers it may series. not be Secret Wars. I get, Secret Wars will happen, though. Oh, yes. It will happen. It may, may not be Secret Wars, but it's like, um, I don't know. It's like, are you really going to wrap up Thanos in just that one movie? Because it, like it feels like the third act would lead up, like, in avengers 3 the third act would lead up to
2: him getting the gauntlet yeah i agree and we've heard so many rumors about the massive amount of characters that's going to be in these two movies and how are you going to cram all that into just one movie i want to see him change the universe somehow yeah change the universe and then wrap it up then
3: in avengers 4 and then bring the universe back into balance but just shake shit up you know
2: what i mean like whoa what the fuck i almost use that use that reality gem man I almost wish Infinity War was what the second movie was called. To be honest with you, I feel more confident with that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's call the first movie Thanos Quest, yeah, and see have it be all about you know Thanos getting all the gyms together, Mm -hmm. and then as far as the Avengers are concerned, you know all the build up to them reforming their team, and then we can have the epic brawl in the second movie. Yeah, like it really. Infinity War sounds like the conclusion. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. It's it's weird. It is. I was surprised that, you know, the news that they were going to try to get away from the part one, part two branding, that was not surprising. Mm -hmm. But it was surprising to me that it's the first one we're calling Infinity War. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, it is. is.
3: I think, well, we already kind of like knew... Infinity War was like the working title for part One and part Two, yeah,
2: yeah, and Marvel themselves have said that, I think, right yeah,
3: it wouldn't be like that like like, whoa, if they just came out with infinity war, uh you know, like they called this whatever, and then like the second one's like, okay, now this is the infinity war, yeah, not
2: at all, not at all i'm I'm really surprised, maybe the second one's going to be called Avengers disassembled, yeah, I don't know, or uh, who, who the fuck knows
3: i mean it, I don't know, dude, it's like uh and i How, I mean, it feels like, I don't know how they're going to get all this to work together because it feels like, it feels like after Captain America Civil War, like everything was going to go into like secret Avengers.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: I agree. So it's interesting to
2: see how they're going to do all this. I feel like it's going to take more than five minutes to get Cap and Iron Man back together on the same Avengers team. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if we're calling the first movie Infinity War, it's like, it's. Like, how much of that can take place before you're spending all this time getting the Avengers back maybe together?
3: Maybe we won't get a lot of Cap. Maybe we won't get a lot of Iron Man. Maybe Thanos gets that gauntlet right out of the gate, and we're looking at him using the reality gem, and all of a sudden, like, they're gone. Yeah. Oof. I mean, maybe. I find it hard. I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I find it hard to believe, too, that they're not going to have... Iron Man in this movie a lot. They're, they're not going to have Chris Evans in there.
2: I was on that same logic, honestly, until just the first one beca- became Infinity War. Yeah. I kind of thought that the the big three would take a sidestep right. and then kind of make their triumphant return in the second movie. Yeah, But the the whole title has just got me all weirded out about how this is going to go down now.
3: Yeah. so I don't know, I don't know either, man. I don't know. I I, I I trust the Russo brothers. I love what they've done so far. I mean, they've made... Two of my favorite Marvel movies
2: so far, so I, I trust them. Yeah, and they've shown that they can – with Civil War, they've shown that they can juggle a shit ton of characters all in one movie. Yeah. And do it successfully, which is something very few comic book movie filmmakers have been able, able to achieve. It's just really weird, though. Think about
3: this, though. It's like we've known for the longest time that like, Kevin Feige has like, planned like this whole universe probably 10 years out, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, like, when they would have announced Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, that that was part of the original plan, right? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Kevin Feige has changed his plan midstream. Yeah. Maybe f- just with the titles. I feel like it's maybe just with the titles. Just with the titles. So maybe, like, everything is still going to work out the same way that it was going to work out. But, like, if you're talking, like world war hulk happening in the second one which that was just like you just kind of threw that out there yeah i'm
2: just throwing out names i know of the, i know
3: yeah. i know i know but that you know what i mean like i don't know it feels like i don't know i'm trying to figure out like uh if he changed his plan midstream or if this was like always the plan and they're trying to avoid like this whole cra- cash grab bullshit like people hated like you know like i didn't like the hunger games when they fucking like split up the last one into two movies yeah i didn't like the Harry Potter when they split it up in the last two movies. No, I I'm, I wasn't a
2: big fan of that either. The, yeah. the second one I don't even feel like is a movie. Yeah, it's just yeah. an hour and a half like action sequence. Right. So, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I can understand them wanting to get away from the stink of the part one and the part two. Yeah. And the connotations that that brings.
3: Yeah, you look at the current climate of, like, moviegoers, <laughs> and people are kind of catching on to that shit. And we're not, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. And, I mean, and DC did the same thing. I mean, right away, at first, we were talking about Justice League part yeah, one and part, part two. part one and part two. And, and they,
3: they backed off of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I read an article on wheretowatch.com where they talked about how IGN learned the reason for the title of the new Spider-Man film, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Uh, Here's the article. Now we finally know a bit more, thanks to IGN, who got Sony chairman Tom Rothman to explain exactly why it's called Spider-Man Homecoming, and lo, it is indeed a double entendre. We swear we thought this all along. Here's the thing I can tell you, Rothman said to IGN, we're really, really fortunate on this because Marvel and Kevin Feige have really embraced the character and no one knows him as well as Marvel. It is another crown jewel of Sony's for sure. But Homecoming, the name is a double entendre on purpose, right? It's relevant to the story because it takes place in high school. And there is a scene that I guess I can give a little thing at a Homecoming dance. I've actually seen all the dailies of it because we already did the high school shooting of it in the first couple of weeks, and it's fantastic. But it's also a homecoming to Marvel and a homecoming to the cinematic universe that Spider-Man belongs in. So it's a pretty unprecedented deal between two studios, but we're really proud of it. And all I can tell you is those guys at Marvel, I think the technical term is they know their shit. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. God damn it, Jake. I... The, I, I still can't believe that this is real. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, this is real.
2: Who was that given the quotes again?
3: Uh This is Tom Rothman. He's uh, the Sony chairman. Gotcha. And... Uh, can you tell? Like this guy's excited for this movie to come out. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I guarantee you. It, it, and this is probably a new Sony chairman after like the e- the email leaks and everything. He's excited to print money. <laughs> He's excited to print money. He's excited uh, that now they're going to be able to print money. They saw they saw what Civil War did. <laughs> they saw what Civil War did. And uh, like now now they're up next to bat. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah we got we got Tom Holland. Everybody loves Tom Holland. Like, I, I don't know. Like, have you heard, like, much negative press or, like, much negative stuff about Tom Holland? No, it's been 100% positive. 100% positive. And, I, I mean, they are ready to print money now with their movie. Because, like, Marvel's involved in this project, but Marvel's not going to see a dime of this money. Right. Yeah. Right? It's all Sony. Oh, yeah,
2: it's all Sony. Sony
3: is ready, man. Sony has
2: got their legs open. Yeah, Marvel makes their money by having Spider-Man in the Infinity War movie. Yes. After the fact. Absolutely. And they want this to carry on. Like, they to make more money with that, they need this to make more money, and it's all just a big chain. I uh, I find some of the guys' quotes kind of funny, though. Like, it's like, oh, it's not just named after the homecoming dance. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, we all you knew this. N- you didn't name your whole movie after Peter Parker going to a homecoming dance? We knew.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but he did. Th- th- there are people that are like, why is it? No, there were people out there that were like, why is it called homecoming? Yeah. Is there going to be a homecoming dance? Or is this talking about him coming back to? That's why he's like, hey, let me
2: clarify. It is a double entendre. <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, You have to explain some of the shit to the sheep.
3: It's true, though. You do. You really do. I, dude, we live in a fucking world where Spider-Man is now in the same universe as Captain America and the Hulk.
2: Dude, this is awesome. It is awesome. His, I still can't. The Homecoming thing cracks me up. When we see this movie, when he goes to the Homecoming dance, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up out of my seat and go, That's why it's called Homecoming! <laughs> I knew it! I want to be there to record it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> what if he's lying to us? What if it's not? What if it's prom? And not the homecoming dance. Well, he can't go. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He's not a senior?
3: He's not. Well, you
2: got to be a junior or a senior to go to prom. Okay, okay. He's still like... Logic got me there. Yeah,
3: he's starting off in sophomore year. Okay. He can go to homecoming. Okay.
2: Prom, it's You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be the sequel. That'll be the sequel. Spider-Man prom. Yeah. It's not just that he's going to a prom. It's that it's a prom for the entire Marvel no, Universe. No, they're going to call it <laughs>
3: Spider-Man prom night. Oh. <laughs> after like the horror movie. Yeah. And it's going to be Venom. You see the double entendre there? Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like dude, it. Dude, you got to think like these fucking guys in Hollywood. Sp- Sp- Spider-Man prom
2: night. I'm excited already. I am excited as well. <laughs> I am excited as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it'll be night spelled k-n holy fucking <laughs> shit,
3: shit holy fucking shit oh my god I'm, I, hold on I gotta see if my dick is still attached
2: you blew my fucking dick off with that dude <laughs> Oh, man. See, we, we can't figure out the, the second Avengers title, but we got the Spider-Man on live. I know, I know. We do. Prom night with a K.
3: Yeah. Damn. All right, guys. Spider-Man Homecoming is now filming in Atlanta. <laughs> and there was a tweet, a tweet from at Atlanta Filming that read, well, well. Hi, Scarlet. What you doing here? So this... This, of course, had to get fucking uh, articles all... You know what I mean? Yeah. At Atlanta Filming, sends a tweet that says, Well, well, hi, Scarlett, what you doing here? And this blows up on the fucking internet. Fucking media outlets are reporting this saying that Scarlett Johansson is going to be playing Black Widow in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie? Hmm. Jake, I mean, I don't know, man. There's no pics at all. There's nothing. There's
2: no proof. I mean, honestly, it could be Elizabeth Olsen, too, right? Instead.
3: Oh no nobody said that everybody was saying everybody was saying uh Scarlett Johansson everybody was saying Black Widow like the articles that I was reading they were saying Black Widow but you're right it could I mean be... it's
2: just a tweet there's no context You're
3: right yeah it could also be uh the Scarlet Witch
2: Yeah I mean hard saying Yeah So honestly that would to me make more sense for to have her appear in a Spider-Man movie than it would be to have uh, Black Widow Black Widow They're both kind of young trying to figure their shit out
3: Yeah and where were we um yeah, yeah, that would make that would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah, that would be a lot of fun.
2: I don't know. I feel like that's a character we need some more scene time with too.
3: Oh, you know who I'd love to see them introduce is Ms. Marvel. Oh yeah, I've really been, I've been reading like the Brian Michael Bendis Spider Man with Miles Morales and yeah, Miles Morales being a younger Spider Man and hanging out with Ms. Marvel. It, it's a lot of fun. That and like the Young Nova, it's been a lot of fun like reading those characters together. But um, yeah, Bendis has a good
2: grasp on Miss Marvel, I think.
3: Yeah, I think he does Miss Marvel really well. But man, I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, I never even thought about Scarlet Witch because, like, all the articles were talking about Scarlett Johansson
2: talking about her. It's like I'm, most okay, likely that's right. I'm just throwing it out no, there. that no, yeah,
3: yeah, but 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 you could be right. Yeah. There's no fucking pictures of Scarlett Johansson in Georgia. There's yeah. no pictures of her in Atlanta, and so it's like I'm just supposed to take Atlanta filming's fucking word for it. And here I am fucking wasting our time talking about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? I'm I'm talking about it because, like, what if she does show up in the movie? Of course, I want people to think about it then.
2: I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of confident that we're going to see more than just Iron Man thrown into the Spider-Man movie. We'll see at least one other character, if not more, don't you think? Oh, Anthony Mackey's up for anything, right? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but he's in Wakanda. Oh, okay, okay. That's he, right.
3: Anthony Mackie's in Wakanda, so I don't know if he can make the trip out to fucking uh, Queens.
2: And what's our next movie after um, Spider Man? Is Spider Man before Black Panther?
4: it's,
2: well, it's well, Doctor well, Strange. Well, you're talking about Sony. You're talking about so- uh, it's still the
3: Marvel universe, though. <laughs> I know. I'm just getting all yeah. technical on you. We got Doctor Strange coming up, uh, and then uh, what is the next one after yeah. that? It's
2: it's probably Spider Man, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think.
3: I, we got Guardians, Guardians of
2: the Galaxy. Too. I, it's always outside the bubble for me as so, far as pushing the story forward. So though.
3: it's it's Guardians first, then right? Yes, and then and then a couple months later we're looking at Spider Man. I believe that's correct. Okay, and then Black Panther. and then Black Panther. Um, and then Avengers. Wait, Thor Ragnarok. Oh
2: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok. It's is traditionally right a November release. Tip, yeah, it's traditionally a November release, uh, and it's got to be November two thousand
2: seventeen. Yes. I mean, honestly, they could they could fit four movies in that year, three movies in that year, and those are the three, right? Guardians, Black Panther, Thor. Uh,
3: and then Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man 2. But I don't know if they're doing three movies next year. Are they? Is that <laughs> well, starting I'm almost next positive year? they are. <laughs> Somebody will let us
2: know. Yeah. Do you want to pause and even find out? Yeah. Let's, do let's it. pause. All right, Jake. What did you find out? All right. Next year, 2017, we've got Guardians 2 in May, Spider Man in July, and Thor in November. So still just two movies with the Sony Spider Man that year. And then 2018, we have the first official Marvel Studios three movie deal. With Black Panther in February, Avengers Infinity War in May, and Ant-Man and the Wasp in July. Uh, Okay. So I keep even forgetting that Ant-Man and Wasp is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I think
3: after Civil War, I think it'll do better. To be quite honest with you, I think Ant Man was a was a crowd favorite, especially with the giant man shit.
2: I agree. A lot of people came out of that with that being their favorite character. I know a lot yeah. of people that enjoyed that even more than the Spider Man stuff.
3: Yeah. So yeah. it was
2: definitely one of the big takeaways. Yeah, man. I still got to go with Spider Man personally. Yeah. I was I was surprised more by the Ant Man stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was. There was so much good press about how great Spider Man was gonna be yeah. that I was kinda taken by surprise by how great Ant Man and Giant. I
3: kept Man reading was. articles that were saying like, oh, like the two big standouts are Spider Man and Ant Man and I was like, Okay, you're gonna have to prove to me that Ant Man is, you know, all he's cracked up to be. Yeah. Like you guys are saying he's awesome. But Yeah, they did it. He you know, I, I think Paul, uh, Paul Rudd was great. Yeah. Even better than in his own movie. Yeah. I want to see Paul Rudd stark and uh i want to see paul rudd robert downey jr and chris pratt all in a scene together i yeah. think that would just be awesome that would be magic yeah. i i agree all right let's move on to our dc news this week
1: last night batman destroyed my vagina and now the leftovers are going to destroy dc news it's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All
3: right, DC News this week. We got our first pictures of Tyler Hecklin in the uh, Superman suit for Supergirl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, what
2: were your thoughts, Jake? Are we rating this? No, we don't have to rate it. I will anyway. Go I will ahead. toss it. Toss it? Yeah, it looked ridiculous. It, like, it screamed made for TV. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we're trying to, with this... Uh, What's the, Berlanti, is that the name of the guy? Greg Berlanti, with yeah. his With his universe, I think we've been trying to achieve something more than just made-for-TV-looking costumes. Sure. I feel like, for the most part, he's done that with most of his characters, including Supergirl. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he looks pretty terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of,
3: I, I don't know. I can't get past
2: Tom Welling not being Superman. I'm sorry. Even but, actor aside, I think that costume is terrible. Yeah. I just don't know what it is about it. I just do not care for it It, it looks
3: budget. I'll, I'll low taste it, um, the costume. But, man, I'm just – just not being Tom Welling is upsetting to me because th- this is what they've done. This is what they have done in these movies. They have cast actors from the past to play certain characters. We've seen Christopher Reeve show up in Smallville. Mm-hmm. We've seen Dean Cain show up uh, in uh, Supergirl. We have seen uh, what's her name, Helen Slater, show up in Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. We've seen all these. uh, We've seen uh, John Wesley Shipp show up as the Flash's father. He played the original Flash in the '90s series. We've seen him show up, play Flash's dad, and now he's going to be playing Golden Age Flash. We've seen all this. We even saw in the original in uh, Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. The old woman that uh, Lex Luthor swindles out of all that money was the original Lois Lane in the George Reeves series.
2: Yes, yes.
3: I mean, we've seen them do this and for them not to bring back Tom Welling. And we've seen in interviews where Tom Welling was like, they haven't asked me yet.
2: Yeah, and I've heard some people say that he, he would turn it down, but I have a hard time believing after a guy that would do nine seasons of Smallville. And his show on CBS just got canceled. Yeah, that he's turning this down. Right, I feel like if they gave him the call, he would jump all over. It's this. an easy paycheck for him. Yeah,
3: I mean, what's he done? He's done uh, Smallville, and he did those uh, Steve Martin movies. Just, mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember what they were called. Oh, I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. The, gr- the the Oh, fuck. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. It was just, he had like a big family. Yeah. I there was like remember. two of them. Yeah. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Yes. There yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
3: it's been confirmed that uh, actress Kiersey Clemens from the movie Dope will be Iris West in the uh, Warner Brothers Flash film. Um I like this. I don't. I, I don't think. Have you seen Dope? I have. Yeah. I have no opinion on this. It I, is a, it's on Hulu, I okay, believe. Okay. You can watch it on Hulu. I would highly recommend it. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, tupperware Dope. Uh, I think this is a great choice. I, I'm looking forward to seeing her. I think she's the perfect age to interact with um, Ezra Miller. I tupperware this news. I, I think this is a fantastic choice for an actress to play Iris West, and I, I can't wait to see her and Ezra Miller interact with one another. Watch Dope. Watch Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, you know, watch Ezra Miller's stuff and her stuff, and, and you'll get it. You'll see that these these two are going to have great chemistry on screen. Okay. Um, is she about the same age then? Yeah, she's definitely around that same age. I mean, Ezra Miller can still pass for really young, mm-hmm. you know, and so, she, so can she. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're both, like, in their 20s, but they can still pass as, like, you know, teenagers if you need them to. So um, uh, let's move on to possible spoilers for the Suicide Squad movie. Um, we were just talking about Flash. Uh, the latest news from THR is that he's going to be making an appearance in the Suicide Squad movie.
2: Wow. Okay. Did you hear about this? I did hear about this. I did hear about this. I don't know 100% whether or not I believe it. Do you believe this? I do believe this. Okay. I do believe this. It seems this. like a smart
3: move. Yeah. I think this is all stuff that they filmed recently. Um, I think that they felt like they had some real magic there in the in the shots that they that, that they filmed with. Um, uh, Ezra Miller in the the Justice League movie Mm -hmm. that I felt like they wanted to kind of like connect the worlds a little bit more and have him show up. I don't... Okay, let me read this article and then we'll talk about this because like this article brought up a really interesting point. Okay. How's this news for uh, Flash? Uh, due to the last-minute bout of filming, The Flash will be making an appearance in Suicide Squad, Warner Brothers' heavily hyped DC superhero movie that opens in one week, according to several sources. Ezra Miller, who plays the hero, recently wrapped shooting a scene that will be inserted into the movie, which bows August 5th. It is unclear whether the scene was shot in April, when the movie underwent a, over a week of reshoots, or more recently. Warner's had no comment. The scene, according to sources, will not be an end credit insert, but in the movie itself. Suicide Squad, which counts Will Smith, Jared Leto, and Margot Robbie amongst its ensemble cast, already has an enormous audience uh, interest and is tracking to debut to a $125 million opening weekend, if not significantly higher. I'm going to say higher. I agree. But the fact that Warner Brothers added the Flash late in the process is a testament to see how it sees the character as being... Integral to the DC extended universe, and as a character who can tie many threads together, I like that last sentence. Yeah, is he going to pop out of a hole and warn someone about their future again? Right. The article uh, also asked this question, to which I found very interesting. The question now is whether or not the Flash, who can travel through time, will pop up in Wonder Woman. Mm.
2: I can see this happening. That would be really cool, actually. Yes, I think I would like that. Yes, I I like the idea of the Flash being like. The equivalent of the Nick Fury in Marvel before yeah. the first Avengers movie,
3: just like in the comics. I mean, like most of the yeah. main storylines have to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you've, you've got Flashpoint. You you've got you know, like the whole New Fifty Two was created because of Flash. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, even in like the Rebirth stuff, Flash was like a main focus in the Rebirth stuff.
2: Even in even in Crisis back yes. in the eighties, Flash yeah. is a giant character. Exactly. I feel like the Flash scene from BVS really harkened to like the Crisis stuff, right? So yeah, I I think it's really cool to have the Flash be that that linchpin of the DC universe that we seen in every movie. Way better than having it, it be Batman, which is the easy choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, because we made fun of that in previous podcasts, like having Batman show up in the Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. and just just to make that buck, just to throw Batman in. And I give DC props to have that character be Flash. If that's the case, we know that Wonder
3: Woman's probably. Wait, what, was it Wonder Woman that was showing up for? What movie did they show Wonder Woman showing up in? Uh, one, was it no? Was it, it no? It was what is wasn't it the Wonder Woman movie? Yeah, and they showed her in Gotham.
2: Yes, and that that led to the speculation yes. of Batman possibly being in it. Right, and maybe we even thought there'd be bookends possibly in the movie where it was like wonder woman recounting this tale to batman right or we we very much speculated on how you could fit batman into this yeah and whether or not it was modern day gotham yeah so all
3: right yeah so i mean
2: i go i don't know dude very exciting news for uh for these movies man yeah i agree excited to see what happens i'm so excited to see suicide squad i can't say it enough speaking of suicide squad uh let's see here
3: uh Comicbook.com also talked about a mid-credit scene saying after the credits sequence rolls, there's also th- that's also called the bumper, okay. the part before the plain black and white names and character part rolls, using the same stylized hyper-colored imagery they've used in the posters and character art. There's one more scene waiting for you on the other side. It's pivotal and important, too. There is not, however, an after-credit scene. Hmm. While Marvel Studios frequently makes use of both, Giving a major story beat in the mid-credit scene and an extra teaser or sometimes a joke post-credit scene, it seems DC Films Warner Brothers is not following suit. Of course, this is also based on early screening, so it could change after the film itself is released. We've reached out to Warner Brothers for confirmation, and should they provide it, we'll update.
2: Um, I'm betting there's no after-the-end credit scene. That doesn't seem to be the DC thing.
3: Yeah, it didn't seem to be. Things have changed. I uh, right now I'm just reporting what they're reporting yeah. but there's a mid credit scene. Um, we know that there was a when Avengers uh, first uh, was shown in Europe and Australia that there was only a mid credit scene. It wasn't until afterwards that there was a post credit scene with mm. the swarm of stuff. Yeah, because that stuff was not originally shown in Europe and on Australia. And in Australia, um, somebody came up to I think it was Whedon or Feige and said, "You know, it would be really funny." Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And he like called everybody together and they shot that. Yeah,
2: that's hilarious.
3: Chris Evans was actually uh, in the middle of uh, shooting Snowpiercer at the time. Okay. So when you see Chris Evans in that shawarma scene, mm-hmm. he's got his uh, hand over his face. Covering the beard. Covering the beard up. That's funny. Because he had that Snowpiercer beard. That's funny. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, will will uh, DC ever have like a post credit scene? I think no. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm saying, like, I with the way that they've changed things, mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm, not, I'm not putting it past them. Yeah, I'm not putting it past them, too. I just don't think, like, it's one thing to a little bit, like, make the movies lighter and more fun to make more money. But I don't see how a post-credit sequence is making them any extra dollars. I feel like that it's an integrity art thing that they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it'll change the game on DC movies. I
3: think the integrity art thing is out the window now with what we've seen from this last Justice League trailer. I'll be honest with you, man. They call yeah. themselves the Filmmaker Studio, and like Zack Snyder has done these movies the way he's wanted to do them. I have seen in that last trailer, that Justice League trailer was basically reactionary. It, it, you can call it the you can call it them the Filmmaker Studio, but man, they if you can't beat them, join them. It looks like a Marvel movie. It feels like a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and it, this feels like they're going in that direction and they're not they see that the money is there the money is there and they they they, they, they uh, like like they've gone their direction they've given zack snyder two movies to try and and get that kind of money they're not getting that money you've got characters that can bring you that kind of money mm-hmm. people want to see great dc movies and i mean it's like if you can if you can't beat them join them Join Marvel. Do what Marvel's doing, man. Because the money's there if you just put the work in. If you just do it the way that Marvel's been doing it, and it feels like they are bending a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. I just, but I don't think the whole movie makes or breaks on whether they do
2: a post-credit scene. Yeah, exactly. But on the flip side, I can't see. I can't put it past them. They, they might do it. I agree. Never say never on it. But yeah. my my gut feeling is we're not going to see it any soon. I'm not going to put any money on it. You know, I don't know. It depends on the director and if that's what
3: they want to do. If they get a director in there that's like, oh, man, I've got a great idea for a post credit scene.
2: Yeah, I agree. And if it's a director that has some clout, what are they going to do? Say no? Mm Mm-hmm. So, no, no, we don't do that in our movies. Oh, no, I don't even think that
3: they're – I think think DC smells the money. (laughs) They know the money's there, and they
2: want it. Yeah, we're far from the uh, no-jokes policy mandate that DC put out. Right, agreed,
3: agreed.
2: (laughs) All right, let's move on to Star Wars news.
3: God damn it, I'm, like, all over the place. Hold on.
1: There we go. He got it! What's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible! All
2: right, What's up? R2. So loud in my headphones. (laughs) I know. Settle down, guys.
3: We've been hearing this rumor for the longest time that Han Solo could appear in Rogue One. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, makingstarwars.net, they posted this article. The Star Wars Underworld found something pretty interesting regarding rumors that have been making the rounds for a while now. For some time, rumors have been circulating that Han Solo will appear in Rogue One, played by Alden Ehrenreich. But we now have confirmation that that's not the case at all. Gareth Edwards has confirmed to Extra TV during Celebration Europe that Han is not in the film. Quote, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do this, but I think I should. Han Solo's not in the
2: movie. (laughs) I understand why he would do such a thing. Like, he's not trying to sell this movie on the will or won't there Han Solo appearance. Yeah. So, you know, he's proud of what he's done and he doesn't want people talking about something that possibly doesn't even exist.
3: I think the first time we're going to see Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo is going to be in an Entertainment Weekly magazine.
2: Agreed. Agreed. This isn't... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. We don't need to yeah. like have him in there to introduce him to folks. Like people know who the fuck Han Solo is. Exactly. And they haven't done him wrong yet. So. Oh man, can you imagine?
3: Okay, the internet's gonna blow up when that first picture is released, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. It'll uh, be an Entertainment Weekly cover.
3: It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. It's like we're gonna post the picture on our Facebook page. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna hear everything under the sun. Like, oh, that's not Han Solo. I don't like it. And we're also gonna hear people say, oh yeah, I like it. And it's like it's gonna be crazy. It's It'll like, be polarized. It's gonna be very polarizing dude very polar I have faith in the guy I really do I think this is a good choice he's an unknown I'm glad they didn't go with Taron Egerton fuck the Kingsman movie as much as people like
2: that movie not a fan 100% agree here I was I was actually nervous that Edgington was going to get cast. Me too, dude. I was fucking worried too. He seemed to be the front runner, right? Yeah, I was I was nervous. I'm like, "Ah, oh, don't do this to me." Ah, man. And people talk about
3: like, "Oh, yeah, how many actors tried out for this part?" 2500, 3000. I don't even remember how many people tried out for this part. I honestly think that most people when they were trying out We're honestly trying out for other roles. I just think that Marvel, the excuse me, Lucasfilm was just wanting to take a look at a bunch of different actors. I think they had it narrowed down. I think they had it narrowed down to quite a few. Like I think, I think maybe they were looking at Anthony and Gruber. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe they were looking at Taron Egerton. They were looking at you know maybe they were looking at uh, Miles Teller. Maybe they were looking at him. You know, as crazy as, as that seems. But man, I'm glad that they went with Alden Ehrenreich. I loved him in *Hail Caesar*.
2: The best part of that movie, in my opinion. I, I agree. We were on the same page during the movie recap. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. He was the I. I was saying I wish the whole movie would just about been about his character. His character,
3: absolutely, man. I mean, like I love Coen Brothers, yeah. and like this was just not. I don't know, man. I, I feel I, I feel like Hollywood insiders and people that are like working in the industry. Mm. would I understand why they love this movie. Yeah. I, I understand
2: that, but for me, I, it wasn't like what I wanted. No, but I loved his character. I agree. I have faith in um, the Star Wars casting. I mean, they did such a great job with the people they found for Episode Seven. Yeah. That I, at this point, I just have to have faith until they prove me wrong. I yeah. have faith in it. Yeah,
3: yeah, but yeah. But I mean, you know, you're casting. On the flip side, you're like casting a new new characters like you're casting like uh you know uh daisy ridley as uh ray you're casting new characters yeah here we have like a beloved character from a beloved actor everybody loves harrison ford you know as as crotchety as he is these days Mm -hmm. everybody still loves him like him and bill murray are crotchety old men they really are but yeah same thing with bruce willis like these guys like if i met them i would probably hate them yeah if i met bruce willis Bill Murray or uh, if I met them in real life, they would probably let me down. Harrison Ford, they would probably let me down.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's a whole different ball of wax than uh, hiring new people. I mean, it's it's definitely bird Star Wars fans in the ass in the Mm -hmm. prequels. Agreed. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a big deal for them to get this right. I you've
3: think. got like you know, and you've got like Harrison Ford in these in episode seven handing the torch over to Finn and Ray. Yeah, and in this movie you don't have that luxury. Like he is supposed to be Han Solo. If he's n- if he's not selling us that he's Han Solo,
2: people are going to fucking lambast this motherfucker. Yeah. You could do it like in the Star Trek reboot where you had Litter D-Boy come and actually physically pass yeah. the torch to Zachary Quinta. Yeah. Well, if J.J. J. Abrams is directing this movie, possibly. Han Solo's come through a time warp, and he's giving yeah. this guy his blessing.
3: I've, I trust Phil Lord and Chris Miller
2: on this one, though. I do, too. I do, too. They're fantastic writers. Uh, let's see here.
3: Kathleen Kennedy also confirmed to Extra TV that Hayden Christensen will not return as Darth Vader in Rogue One. Um A lot of people were saying that this is a possibility that Hayden Christensen could come back as uh, Darth Vader in Rogue One, which kind of makes sense. It kind of does. We've heard the rumors that, like, within this movie, he's in a tank. The tank gets fucking destroyed, and that's when he gets his new body, more of a robotic body that he even has now, that makes him taller and bigger and makes – because the – the Hayden Christian, like the the Darth Vader that we saw in Episode Three, is not as big as the Darth Vader that we are introduced to in Episode Four.
2: Yes, that is correct. That is correct. You notice that right off right. the bat if you yeah. go, if you do the marathon and you watch four right after three if you do yeah. it that way. Yeah.
3: So he's more of like a more of a slender Darth Vader in mm-hmm. Episode Three, and then
2: we've got more of a of a bigger. Do I don't know. Do you think? we will ever see Hayden Christensen in the Star Wars movie ever again? I don't think we will. I, I think that
3: we would – the only character that I could ever see coming back, and it won't be immediately, would be Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. I agree. But it won't be immediately. I, I think that we're looking at five to ten years down the road. Before he would ever come back
2: as Obi-Wan and do an Obi-Wan appearance in a movie. Yeah, I could see that. And that was a Lucas thing, to shove Hayden Christensen down our throats, to shove him in at the end of Return of the Jedi when he did his fifth special edition version of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Disney wants any part of that. I agree. Will we ever see Jake Lloyd? (laughs) We should start a rumor that Jake Lloyd is in Rogue One. Jake Lloyd is coming back for Rogue One. He's been spotted on set. Yeah. He was let out on parole, been spotted on the set. Of rogue one that's what i hear
3: it doesn't i don't know yeah he got arrested on set we can start that room oh
2: yeah there you go there you go he He showed
3: up like disgruntled that he didn't get a part completely drunk yeah (laughs) completely (laughs) drunk throwing shit (laughs) dude uh i read an article from medium okay Do you frequent that
2: site I've, I have read stuff on that site. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, you're blowing my fucking mind right I've now. I've seen other people post links okay. and clicked right, in and recognized so, the Medium.com. I read
3: an article from Medium, uh, Medium.com. It was titled, Ray is a Palpatine. Yes. Did you hear about
2: this? No. All right. Oh, I did I did see this. You did see this? Yeah, I actually saw someone else talking about this. All
3: right. This post obviously contains some spoilers, so let me play our spoiler warning. It, not, not, not concrete spoilers. <laughs> These are possible spoilers. <laughs> so I'm going to play our spoiler warning. As soon as I can find – here we go.
1: This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls the spoilers straight in your deco. You have been warned. Spoiler pussies.
3: All right. So uh, how does uh, – the, the, the whole thing is about Ray being a Palpatine. Yes. It's a theory. And so uh, here we go. Here we go. Here are the reasons that Ray could possibly be a Palpatine. A lot of people are saying that Rey is a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. What else? That she's
2: just born of the Force. Yes, yes. That uh, she's the reincarnate of Darth Vader. Yeah, she's also she could also be a Kenobi. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've talked about that too. Uh,
3: there's what they say. They say uh, number one reason that she's a Palpatine. Her fighting style. This is the most compelling to me from the very first viewing of Episode Seven in the theater. I noticed Rey's first move upon force grabbing that lightsaber is to jab at kylo with a horizontal stabby motion both hands on the hilt with a big forward shoulder thrust this is the exact same move that palpatine uses to take the jedi off guard when mace windu comes to uh, arrest him Hmm. in revenge of the sith hold on she could she even could she be could she she can't even be a palpatine at this point i mean she's She's 19 in this movie, and he got killed 30 years previously. Yeah. Could she be in the family, though?
2: I I guess he would have to have kids we don't know about. Right. And they would have had to have had a kid. Yeah. It does seem very unlikely, though. Very
3: unlikely. And, like, I can't understand that her fighting style,
2: that's not hereditary. No. You know what I mean? No. I mean, I guess to play devil's advocate, like, if they've known that that was the case all along, that could have been an Easter egg that the filmmakers threw in. Yeah. But I agree it's not hereditary. It's not hereditary in the traditional sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't take that as bona fide evidence that it's true. Right. Even if it comes out that it is true, I don't want to I don't want to listen to the people saying, I knew it all along because of her, her thrusty, thrusty yeah. jab motion. Yeah, a
3: father that she's never met. Like I can understand Brandon Lee taking on the treats, traits of his father. Yeah. Because Brandon Lee was trained by Bruce Lee when he was a
2: child. Yeah. And we're talking about a real guy who watched real movies that his father was in. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Now, the next, the next uh, reason for her being a Palpatine is her name. Names in Star Wars movies have always had a significance. Darth Vader is the obvious dark father. Luke is the biblical name that derives from the Latin from, for light. Han Solo is a loner. Porkins
2: is fat. Yes.
3: <laughs> Yoda comes from the Hebrew uh, word for wisdom. Uh, Salacious Crumb, Darsidious, and Tyrannus. BBA the list goes on and none of those names are an accident. Rey could be interpreted a couple ways. Perhaps she is the ray of light, the new hope for the Jedi to return the balance to the force, but Rey is also Spanish for king, derived from the Latin rex. This doesn't necessarily imply good or evil, light or dark but it is the kind of thing where if we want to find out in Episode 8 or 9 that she is a Palpatine, we'll look back and go, duh, the name fits
2: just as we did with Darth Vader. I'm That's, not buying that. No, I'm not buying that either. That's, God, so many, like six degrees there to try to get to the, yeah. the Palpatine thing. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there is much significance in her name other than they just like the sound of it. I think like most of like, the whole name thing
3: might come, uh, come back from with the uh, the helmet that we saw in the Adat. Okay. Okay. You know her home, the yeah, Adat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen the cover for the second Aftermath book? No. The second Aftermath book, I forget what the title's called. It's like Aftermath colon something or other. Uh. But it's got a uh, on the back of the book, I believe. On the front of the book, it's got like a like a like a star destroyer crashing, but on the back of the book, it's got rays Adat up in flames. Oh, wow. So,
2: I guess we're going to find out, you know, is that what? book going to be about Wedge primarily again? I'm not sure. Because if, if that's not the case, I might check it out. I'm not sure if it is.
3: I'm not sure. I've got it on my Audible, but I haven't listened to it yet. So yeah,
2: I was kind of turned off by the Wedge-centric story in Aftermath really? 1. yeah. yeah.
3: A lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't. It's pretty divisive as well. So. Mm. Yeah, Bloodline is bloodline is probably my favorite so far coming out.
2: in the new canon
3: of Star Wars yeah, novels. Yeah, and the new stuff. I'm
2: really looking forward to that Thrawn book, I, I was getting ready to say the same thing. I'm excited yeah. for the Thrawn book.
3: Uh, next point that she might be a Palpatine, it follows established Star Wars tropes. Um, duh. I think you could have put, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. At its core, the Star Wars story has always been Palpatine versus Skywalker. Sure, there are battles and feuds between other characters. There are characters who lose their way and find it again. But it's always the Skywalkers leading the charge for the light side, dealing with both internal and external struggles against the dark side, which is led by Palpatine. True, Episode 4 seems to live in the Palpatine-free vacuum of Skywalker versus Skywalker, but it's important to remember when a new hope was made, there was no guarantee that Episodes 5 or 6 would even see the light of day. Thus, more complex story arc plots point were largely ignored to keep the movie self-contained. As soon as it became clear that this would be a multi-movie franchise, the struggle rapidly switched to from Skywalker versus Skywalker to Skywalker vs. Palpatine. Uh, with Palpatine manipulating the action either directly or from behind the scenes every step of the way, even in Empire Strikes Back, the stage is set for Anakin's eventual redemption and battle against the Emperor.
2: Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess if we want to play devil's advocate, we've heard the rumors that Luke is going to refuse to train Ray at first. I'm not buying that shit. Yeah. Come on. I'm just throwing it out there, just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, I know. But that would be a reason, I guess, for Luke to refuse to train her if she is indeed a Palpatine and Luke knows this. Yeah. So, I guess. I'm not buying it either. I'm not buying that shit. I feel like (laughs) I don't buy the Kenobi shit either. But I feel like there is a stronger chance that she's a Kenobi than a Palpatine.
3: I think, like from what they filmed, from what we know that they filmed, from descriptions of scenes that we know that they filmed on Octu and from Michael Skellig, mm-hmm. that she is going to be with Luke. Luke is going to fucking kick the shit out of the fucking Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. and she is going to be battling. Um, she's going to be battling Kylo again, and, and I think that I think that he's going to get her to that point. Yeah. I think that they're going to be – hopefully they'll, they'll be – he's already taken on Kylo
2: as a Padawan. Yeah. And for her to even have a chance against Kylo, who at this point won't be – just been shot by a bowcaster. Right. Will kind of be the one with the surprise upper hand this time. She's going to have to have that training from Luke. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just not – she's just not going to be able to force grab a lightsaber and go at him again, I think, yeah. in round two. And she did handle her own, though. She yeah. She really did. I feel she's going to lose round two.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah, we took a quick pause there. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. We're back on Star Wars. All right, guys. Uh, another reason that
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> were we talking about? Um, Ray and her Palpatine yeah, relationship. relationship. She was. Ju- uh,
3: she was. Du- <laughs> she was dumped on Jakku for a reason. Yes, uh, it, it seems pretty clear that Rey was dropped on Jakku in the care of Unkar Pled after Kylo Ren went rogue for a reason. Uh, that reason is because Luke is afraid of her and the power slash potential rise of the dark side she represents. Even Kylo seems to know that she has untapped potential even beyond the way she swooped his butt with no training at the end of Episode 7. Where do you drop someone who you don't want to get trained someone who you want to keep hidden from everyone including themselves in the ass backward end of the galaxy on a desert planet and how do you guarantee that she'll never leave of her own accord tell her family that tell her that her family is going to return to pick up some uh someday so you better not ever leave Oh God! This, <laughs> yeah, loving these theories, right? These theories. Anyway, uh, last theory is uh, one of the last theories. Is it makes a good
2: story? Uh, then the dream sequel. <laughs> Jake, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We 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 just um, we'll have a bonus episode up for you guys, and we actually just recorded that in between our last pause, and we're a little little punch drunk from that. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. (laughs) (laughs) To
3: say the least. Uh, It makes a good story. The fight between Kylo and Rey has a lot more weight to it than random Force users who don't have a more intimate and intertwined relationship. Does Kylo know her origin? Uh, His I can train you line just before the Earth opens up could be telling. Whether he knows as of now or not. As soon as Kylo finds out that she is a Palpatine, it seems far-fetched that Kylo knows that that he feels that she's a Palpatine, so he's like, I'm going to train you.
2: Yeah, how are you going to explain that to moviegoers in a one-minute scene? Yeah. Uh,
3: Another reason is the dream sequence. Uh, The dream sequence that is instigated when Rey touches uh, the Anakin's old lightsaber is difficult to follow, particularly the audio. In the theater, it's nearly impossible to distinguish the layers of sounds going on into individual voices. With headphones plugged into the jack of the in-flight entertainment system and the ability to rewatch it a dozen times, a few things become more clear. There is the obvious Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan saying, Ray, followed by Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan saying, these are your first steps towards the end. As well as Ankar Plutt saying, quiet girl. Towards the beginning, there's also Yoda delivering his, its energy surrounds us and binds us line. Harder to hear is a line right in the middle during the Knights of Ren scenes. It's a low evil voice saying, it begins with this, or something to that effect. I'll need to re-listen again on my return flight. A voice that may belong to Snoke or Palpatine. Either way, the girl has strong ties to the Force users, both light and dark. I don't think those dark ties are going to waste as a plot elements in future films.
2: Mm, That's interesting.
3: They say, edit, I listened to this again several times and now I'm pretty certain that the voice is Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan delivering one of his lines from the original trilogy, though it's hard to make out.
2: You would think if this theory held water that you would have some Palpatine in that flashback Mm -hmm. sequence. They also say uh, another reason is her
3: rage. Mm. Uh, she angrily fights uh, with uh, Tito uh, when she sees him hauling off uh, BB-8. Yeah, she almost blasted
2: his ass with lightning bolts. That's I true. saw it. Yeah, exactly. She
3: was gonna, <laughs> totally going to use she it. Was that close. lightning bolts. That was about to happen. Uh, they say her theme song. Rey's theme song has similar uh, motifs to other established Star Wars themes, most notably For- the Force theme. hmm Um, John Williams has confirmed this connection, but it also shares similar emotion to The Emperor's theme. Uh, For music nerds, the ostinato, uh, with that ornament in Ray's theme, goes, Domi, Domi, Domi. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck am I even reading?
2: All right, all right. Let's cut to the Uh, short of it. Is this theory... Is this their cake or shit? They say her accent, <laughs> uh,
3: blah blah blah. I, I, you know what? As of right now, I'm saying I'm saying it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I take it shit too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, all these things. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who Ray is. I honestly, like, I think if the story plays out the way I want it to play out, mm. Ray is Ray. Yeah, you want no connection. No connection to a Skywalker. No connection to a Kenobi. No connection to a Palpatine. No connection to a Plagueis.
2: Ray is Ray. Yeah, I'd like to be wowed by something I don't see coming, like a, an option D that I haven't even thought of yet. Okay, so basically you're
3: saying like I've I've said Kenobi. I've said Skywalker. Plagueis. Snoke. Yeah. I've said Ray
2: is Ray. You want something completely just
3: like out of left
2: field. Something out of left field, but once you hear it, you're like, fuck. Like, I want that ultimate writing. Ray is a Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That explains her rage. That's why she always stays on target. Man, that's why she's so <laughs> concerned about portions.
4: Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Un- Unkar Plutt is related to Porkins. <laughs> He's porkins like grandfather or grandson. I mean,
3: (laughs) Jake. I don't know. I think this report is absolute 100% bullshit. I don't think that Ray is a Palpatine. No. Uh, you know what else I think is bullshit tonight is reading emails. Yes. I can't do it tonight, guys. God dang it. Like, we had a bonus episode, which is going to get played, and that took up uh, about two hours of our time. And we're starting late as it is. We're starting late as it is. It's it's getting pretty late. So we, uh, I'm going to read those emails, um, not in the next episode for Suicide Squad, but the following episode I will, I will read those
2: emails. Yeah. And the upside to us not reading emails is no email bans. Exactly, no email bans. N- oh, don't open up the floodgate, Jake. <laughs> no, I mean yet. <laughs> if,
3: if I hear, if I get another email from Neil Talander again, like Neil, uh, okay, I'm going to throw it at there. Neil. You're banned. Wow. Neil's banned. Um, I've got like two from him. Who? <laughs> who else? I'm going to ban. Masood Ali, you're banned, just for the hell of it. you got to ban Ahola just out of principle. Chris Ahola's banned. <laughs> hey, Cheyenne uh, Nechi as much as Jake loves you, you're banned too. Oh. So, yeah, man. you're banned. You're banned. He's got that sweet lingo. Yeah, I know, but I'm done with it. I got two emails from him in like two weeks. I don't need any more, man. I'm done. I'm done. So, uh, Neil Talander, you're banned. Cheyenne uh, Nechi, you're banned. Ahola, you're banned. Um, that's it. But, uh, everybody else, chill out on the emails for two weeks. Let's get caught up and, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Suicide Squad. That'll be exciting. H- Episode 150. 150 with special guest. Yeah. With special guest. All right. And just like all good leftovers saying their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Turn up
1: they're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like seven million podcasts talking. It's,
2: it's a trap.
1: Gonna toss it, gonna taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture over like a vulture. Carry over. Turn culture push over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. toss good and do we love it hey let's face it can't erase it let's embrace it tupperware party culture spill over like a vulture carry over culture push over pop culture leftover and with the uncool kids what's to say already been said leftover pretty yeah. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers it taste it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture over Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say already been said. Leftovers. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. hot
4: culture
0: leftovers.